Psalms chapter 111. Please stay standing if you're able. We'll read this entire chapter responsively, verses 1 through 10. Psalms chapter 111. I'll begin reading in verse number 1, and then you'll join me on verse 2. We'll alternate down through verse number 10. Psalms chapter 111, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says in Psalms 111, verse number 1, Praise ye the Lord, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart, in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his work, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for the time we've enjoyed in your house today. Lord, thank you for a place that still today can come and enjoy fellowship, can enjoy the truth being preached to us, the sweetness of fellowship in truth, and the camaraderie that we share because of the truth we believe and the truth that we heard preached this morning out this evening again. Would you be with our pastor, fill him with the Holy Spirit's power. May we be focused on the truth that's at hand. We'll ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. I want you to pay attention. I want you to listen. You can be seated. I'm not going to be long, but I will need you to listen. Just remember, you fall asleep, I'll throw a book at you. You start snoring, I've got a Sig P365 on my hip, and I will not miss. Uh, <laughs> and I have 13 shots, trust me. Uh, it won't take but one to wake the rest of the crowd up. Uh, anyway, Psalm 111 is an amazing psalm. The Bible says, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. It's talking about God's house. I want you to notice the first part of verse 2. It's what I'm going to focus on. The works of the Lord are great. I could just about read that, be done, and we could... Praise God for that one statement. Now, I want you to listen to me. God's been mighty good to Grace Baptist Church. In a day and age where churches are closing their doors, I think in Berkeley and Jefferson County, there have been four churches closed in the last six or eight weeks. I mean, just lock the doors and nobody coming back. Shut down. Look around. God's been mighty good to us. Uh, God seems to have smiled upon us. And in this church and with this group of people, we've seen God do a work. Uh, 
I wonder how many churches in the panhandle today had a had as many visitors as we had, had a whole family come that has been saved and get baptized all in one day. Amen. You don't hear that anymore. I couldn't be happier. You say, preacher, was it planned? Yes, by God. Uh, we, we prepare for it. We had others saved today. Now, listen to me very carefully. We have so much to praise God for. Uh, let me let you in on a little secret. Honestly, it's not really a secret, but uh, it may just be the first time you've experienced it. Once you receive a blessing from God, you're going to want to keep experiencing it. Once you taste of the goodness of God, you don't want to go back to what the world had to offer. Can I tell you something? Some of you have been through the 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 alcohol scene and the drug scene and people getting drunk and throwing up and people high and uh, flipping out and passed out. That has nothing on what we saw today. There's no regrets here. Uh, there, there's not a bottle of booze in the world is that'll give you the, the buzz that we saw God do today. I promise you that. There's nothing the world has to offer that is as good as what God has. Now, here's the thing. When you taste something you like, like fried chicken, dessert, either that blueberry stuff or the cherry stuff or the peanut butter stuff, not the German chocolate. Uh, sorry, Miss Kim. Uh, <laughs> I can't taste and I still don't like coconut now, wait a minute. But taste, when you taste of something, when you like it, you want more. That's why you went back and got more. And you went back and got more. And you went back and got more. You see, uh, the Bible says that when you, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 19.10 says, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey in the honeycomb. You don't open a bag of potato chips and eat one and throw the bag away. Each one you eat makes you want another one. You all know what I'm talking about? Now, you throw the bag away after you finished it off, amen? And for Wiley, that's one of those big three-pound bags, you know? <clears throat> now, wait a minute. Can I tell you something? If people would just taste of the blessing of God, Amen. they'd want it again. I'm convinced there are people that have gone to church all over the world today, but they didn't see God bless. And that's why they don't want to go back. We got to taste of what God has for us today. But a taste means this, it increases your appetite. The satisfying of an appetite is the increase of the appetite. You don't eat at one time and say, okay, that's the last time I'm ever going to eat that. It was great. <laughs> no, you hope there's leftovers. No, Juan wasn't here, that's why we had leftovers. He got, <laughs> he got called out to cert duty. So, uh, But anyway, God tells us to praise the Lord in the congregation. We as a church are the congregation. 
I just want to stand this afternoon and praise God for how good God's been to Grace Baptist Church. We have a great and mighty God. The works of the Lord are truly great here. I look across this room and see the miracles of this, this room. If you only knew some of the stories, I know. I'm watching some of you that have tears running down your face right now because you know what I'm talking about. I look at some of you that are grinning like a possum, like a June bug on the last day of May. Uh, you're just happy to be here because God's done something and it's just so refreshing to you. Can I tell you something? It doesn't have to stop. You see, in a day and an age when you don't see much happening in churches, don't take for granted what we got going here. I mean that. I hope with all my fiber of every fiber of in my bones that after I'm dead and gone, this church keeps doing what it's doing today. I do. Unfortunately, I've watched great churches after the leader dies, and I don't have any premonition. But I watch them change their appetite. They want something different. Well, as I say this, and I've said this at many of your doors, we're kind of plain meat and taters, but meat and taters is pretty good. Uh, peanut butter and jelly may not be fancy, but it'll get the job done when you're hungry. And may I say something? We don't need to be cutesy. We need to just keep doing what God says. See, I wished everybody could taste what we get to taste here. I want to take a few minutes and thank God for how great he's been to Grace Baptist Church. First of all, we read in verse number three, his works are honorable and glorious. Whew. I drove on the property about 10 after 5 this morning. I looked at this piece of ground and I just sat in my truck for a second and tears began to fall down my face. Brother Barnes, we remember what it was like when we first drove on this ground. Man, it was grass about that high. Plastic pots by the billions. We were in at a, what was it, a 21-yard dumpster? And we filled a 21-yard dumpster with plastic pots and junk. Brother Barnes hauled over 70 tires to the dump. <clears throat> that was just the first time. Then we had poison sumac everywhere. Three people went to the hospital over that. Good times, amen? <sighs> I drove up the lane this morning and I stopped right out here at the lower end where there's about eight or ten parking spots. I remember the first service we had on the property. Brother Stoltz was with us. He was alive then and had his git fiddle with him. Stood on the back of my F-150 pickup truck. Everybody brought your own chairs and sat down on the driveway. Didn't even have a bathroom. We just had a lot of trees. I'm not kidding. And everybody kept saying, Preacher, are you sure here? Yeah, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. Mr. Shoebridge, remember Brother Diener being here with your sister. I mean, we had visitors on the grounds. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Had people coming by, honking their horns at us. We're, most of them were using all their fingers when they waved. <laughs> God's been mighty good. The fun we had today, you won't have a hangover. Well, your belly might hang over, but <clears throat> seeing people's, uh, I, I asked God, and I ask him every day, change somebody's eternity. Eternity was changed today. We had people saved today. You realize how much eternity was changed just in that? You learn more about your salvation and what God did for you. And if you bring somebody to church or tell them about the Lord and their eternity's changed, that's the multiplication of changing eternity. We don't see how big it really is. I've had more than one person come to me since I preached this morning. Preacher, could you help me? Preacher, I've got somebody that needs help. Preacher, preacher, ah, I love it. Preachers are weird breeds, no comments. <laughs> We're the only people that work ourselves in the ground to have more problems and love doing it. Seeing people saved. I'll be honest with you. I, I've never been drunk. I've never been high. I've never tasted that mess. I don't want anything to do with it. But you watch people get saved. I don't know if there's anything that's a greater high than that. Amen. And Mrs. Barnes said the drugs they gave her in the hospital were pretty good. But uh, <laughs> now wait a minute. Can I tell you something? There's not a drug in the world that's as good as watching somebody walk in these doors, lost and on their way to hell, and kneel and trust Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they're on their way to heaven right now. Amen. <sighs> I'll take that any day. I look across this room and see marriages that were on the rocks that God put back together. I see how eternity's been changed by knocking on somebody's door and look what God's done. You see, maybe if we started focusing on what God's doing instead of what we want to do, we'd see how wonderful he is. God said his works are honorable and glorious. Think about it. An entire family got saved and baptized today. Amen. Now, it doesn't get much more glorious than that. It really... Now, I've shot nice bucks. I've shot turkeys. I've shot all kinds of things. I've even shot squirrels. Amen? We've eaten a bunch of them. But wait a minute... Those, that, that's pretty good, but I get more excited about people getting saved in eternity changing than shooting a buck any old day. Uh, now, I like shooting critters, trust me. If it moves, if it's brown, it's down. It doesn't even have to be brown. We'll put her down, amen? <laughs> I better not say what I was just thinking. I'll get in trouble from somebody. <laughs> but can I tell you something? 
I'll take what we see God do at Grace Baptist Church any day. Amen. Any day. Hang the guns up, never hunt again, but watch God work. I'd hang the guns up and watch God work. Every time. Number two, verse number four says this. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. You know, God wants us to remember what he does. Uh, he wants us to remember, Brother Steve, you and your dear wife coming here for the first time. Seeing it being built and saying, I need to stop by sometime. Stopped in and he couldn't believe what he heard. I remember going to his house and he couldn't believe I showed up. <laughs> Matter of fact, he wasn't in the house. He was in the shed. <laughs> Hot that day. Oh, man, it must have been 300 degrees outside. I mean, even the top of his head was sweating. I stand there in a suit coat, dying. Ah, oh, but God's good. Think of knocking on people's doors and, Josh, you and your family. Brother Josh and one of our teenage boys knocked on your door, told you about church, and you came. I'd, on and on. Brother Greg, your wife getting chicken pox. Of all things, chicken pox. She, we were in that luxurious place over at Aiken Center. The god-awful upper room. She saw the sign for the church and called. God brought Greg and Weeda to us. I remember Brother Juan coming there. And Brother Randy and Miss Leanne. Brother Juan got saved. I had a horse tank that was about a 50-gallon horse tank. I'm not kidding. Brother Juan had to squeeze his knees up to his chin and lean back, and I had to push his head against the... to get him baptized. And the water's going... over the edge. But look what God's done. We, we could stand here all day talking about the blessings of God. Opened up in the, where the tire store is down here years ago. And a couple came in. Harry and Kathy. She'd been praying for God to open up a church near her house. Well, it was only six houses away. <laughs> and they'd been hurt. They'd been hurt bad by church. But Kathy came. She went and told Harry. She said, you ain't going to believe this. Harry came and I shook his hand. He said, we're here, but I don't know if I trust you yet. I said, it's okay. God got a hold of him and man, what a, <laughs> he's a deacon here. <laughs> I, I could go on and on and on and on. Brother Ricky's here. Why? Brother Jim Bohr, a Korean war vet, came one time last July. He began to talk up church, and all of a sudden, Ricky and Deb showed up. I didn't even know how, I didn't even know, this is West Virginia, everybody's related, but I didn't know what the connection was. 
All because somebody loved, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but somebody loved an old man. Cared about him. And because the church cared about him, Ricky said, I might want to come see what these people are like. You might not have wanted to do that. (laughs) Why don't we just take time and remember the good things God's done? You see, the works of the devil, we try to forget. The works of the flesh, we try to forget. You know all those things that you did you shouldn't have done that you're trying not to remember? Isn't it amazing how much that what we do we try to forget? The things you do for God, just keep remembering them. If we would remember his good works, we may not focus on our problems so much. That's what Philippians 4, 8 is all about. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Having a bad day? Think about what God's doing at church. As we remember God's works, we can be loved on by God again. You all know what I'm talking about? Some of you old timers, you've got to be 58, 50 or above. You remember people used to write letters or notes to one another? It wasn't a text. They actually used a pen and paper. I have a file in my desk that's two file folders thick, probably that thick of encouraging letters through the years. If I ever get discouraged, I just pop that open and start reading some of those old letters. That's enough to make, a, make you want to shout. Number three, verse number six says this. He has showed his people the power of his works. We serve a powerful God. Powerful enough to keep us out of hell. (laughs) About a year and a half, not quite two years ago, Brother Josh and I were out knocking doors one hot summer afternoon. And it was hot again. I remember knocking on Aaron and Jennifer's door. Here's a Catholic family. He was used to be a Jew. He went from Jew to Catholic. He was a mess. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. He is a mess. Anyway, uh, Brother Josh was carrying, didn't have his coat on. I had my coat on. I was carrying, but I wasn't showing everybody. But it was just hot. They couldn't believe it. They were... They were talking about, as a family, going back to church. But their church hadn't opened up from COVID even. They didn't know where to go. And all of a sudden, two Baptist preachers knock on their door. And boy, they ain't been the same since. That takes the power of God. It does. People don't do that. God does. So many things I could go into right now. Did you know God wants... You to prosper. Turn to Psalm 35, just back a few pages. I want to show you a verse many of you don't even know. Psalm 35. God wants to give you what he has for you. 
Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteousness, my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Did you know God wants you to prosper? God wants you to be prosperous. I didn't say wealthy, I said prosperous. And God wants you to prosper so that you can praise him more, so that he can help you prosper more. We need to quit whining and complaining and start praising. We need to tell everybody about how successful God is. Did you know people don't want to be a part of something that's falling apart? When you, isn't it amazing how you go talk to people and tell them how good God is down at Grace Baptist Church? How many show up to find out what's going on? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Good night, I jump out at the gas station and I get attacked because Kathy's been there putting tracks on gas pumps and what are you doing putting it? I, I just got out of my car. You're standing there reading. How could I have put it there before you got there? People want to be a part of something that's successful. People want to be a part of something that's doing something. Boy, that's good stuff. God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. But you've got to obey what he says. If God were a blessing, were, were blessing more people and more people were talking about it, maybe the world would come. We don't have to be like the world to reach the world. We've got to show them how good God is. Amen. And the more you taste and see how good God is, let me tell you something, the gooder and gooder it gets. That's not good grammar, but it is good preaching. Amen? Amen. Number four, and I'll finish. Look at verse number seven. The works of his hands are vanity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. I want you to notice something here. He didn't say how you feel. The works of God are by his command. They're done by principle. God works on principle, not feeling. Uh, and, and please don't get upset here, but uh, you have to understand something. Too many people work on their emotions. Everybody has emotions. Most of your emotions right now are tired. <laughs> Food coma. Uh, you say, well, preacher, it didn't make me tingle. Well, if you're only going to be married because it makes you tingle, the tingle eventually is going to be gone. After 34 years of being married, it doesn't always tingle. Usually it's a slap upside the head. <laughs> Amen? Brother Harry, it's, go back to the house and get this. <laughs> you knew you were going to pay for that, didn't you, Kathy? <laughs> now, wait a minute. It's not always the tingle, but it sure is good. I think old Dr. Rice, Brother Hiles, used to tell the story of Dr. John R. Rice and Mrs. Rice. And I didn't get to know Dr. John Rice, but I knew Mrs. John R. Rice. I spent many hours with her. And he would tell the story. Dr. Rice was about as exciting as a haircut. 
he was one of those people that was a, an amazing man, but when he preached, he talked like this. He was not much more than this. He was, he was not one of your fiery preachers, but God used him. And Dr. and Mrs. Rice were in the back seat one day, and Brother Hiles was in the front seat, and she said, John R., do you love me? He said, you know I do. She said, well, tell me why you love me. He said, because God told me to. <laughs> she said, John R., that don't turn me on. He said, honey, it's okay, but it won't turn me off. <laughs> There's a lot of point to the truth at that point. It's not always about the feeling. Some people only go to church because they want to have a feeling. Well, stop by my office and stick your finger in the light socket and you can have a feeling or whatever you need to do. But can I tell you something? The feeling isn't the issue. God works and God's prosperity works by command. Can I tell you why God's done what he's done? Because we obey what he said do. And the more we obey it, the more he blesses, the more he blesses, the more we see, the more we see, the more we want to do because we've tasted of it and say, can you do it again? Can you do it some more? Huh. God does not work by emotions. You will never see the work of the Holy Spirit acquainted with an emotion. It's always acquainted with a truth or a principle, not an emotion. Well, I just got to feel it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wait till I feel it, preacher. Well, if you're going to wait till you feel it, what you're feeling isn't going to feel good. Say, what do you mean? I, if, I, if my dad, when I was a kid, and he said, take the trash out, and I want to say, I'm just going to wait till I feel it, dad. He'd have given me a feeling, but it's not the one I was waiting on. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. There would have been a... Board of knowledge applied to the seat of learning. I'd have felt something, but that's not the feeling I was waiting on. And why is it that we have to wait till God whips the tar out of us before we obey Him? God says, Obey, and then the feelings will follow. Don't wait for the feeling because the feeling to get you to obey may not be the one you're looking for. See, did you know people plan their emotions? I don't live by my emotions. I live by planning what I'm supposed to do. If there's emotion involved, that's fine. But I don't wait for the emotion to do something. If, folks, four o'clock this morning when I woke up, I did not really feel like getting out of bed. The barometer's at 29.3. I know what I felt like this morning. Felt like the train hit me and backed up to make sure where I was at. I get it. So it's not necessarily the feeling, it's the obedience. But had I not gotten up, I wonder what God would have done today. Everybody doing okay? Let me finish. Verse number 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. I want you to notice something. It says that we understand 
after we do. God wants us to obey and then understanding comes. We sinful humans want to play God and understand and decide whether we want to obey or not. God says, no, 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 no. When it comes to truth, you obey it and the understanding will follow. How many of you remember learning to drive a car? Okay. You didn't understand it. There were some things you had to do that really didn't make sense. Now that you've done it enough, it makes sense. Now, for some of you, never mind. I won't go there. You see, too many of us want the understanding without the obedience. God says, obey, and I'll give you understanding. If we would simply learn to obey the word of God, look how much more wonderful God could be to us. Can I tell you why God's blessing Grace Baptist Church, the amount of people that are obeying him? And the more people who obey, the more he blesses. The more he blesses, the more we want to obey, and the more it increases. We've had some senior citizens that have made phone calls. We've had people out. You realize in the last four weeks we've knocked on, uh, gotten to at least 4,000 doors? I wonder if that family would not have come today had we not obeyed God. Oh, we want the families to come and obey God, and then we'll go out and do something because, boy, that's exciting. Well, that little boy getting saved today was worth it all to me. That's worth 34 years of full-time Christian service to me. Everybody doing all right? But it only comes by obedience. We don't wait for God to bless and then obey. We obey and look for God's blessing. You see, we have to do his commandments. The doing is the prerequisite for understanding. So, Grace Baptist Church, the works of the Lord are great. It's great to be here. It's great to see what God's doing. It's great to watch how all the different facets and personalities of people come together at this place. You talk about a hodgepodge of personalities. If the world did this, there'd be fistfights. Here, it's just family. And somebody put the plastic on the floor like our old aunt that didn't want us in the living room. No. The works of the Lord are great. Let me say this. It is the honor of my life to pastor this church. I'm as excited as I've ever been. I'll be 56 years old this next month. Shut up. I still got a lot of gas in the tank. Hang on. I got another tank coming too. Trust me. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more excited about the things of God than I ever have been. I I told a fellow yesterday, I don't plan on retiring. I plan on retreading. I've talked to preachers that have just turned 60 and said, boy, another four or five years, I'll be able to retire. I'm thinking, why don't you just get out of it now and get somebody honest in there? I got no plans of retiring. 
I might get to a point where I might not be able to pastor this church, but I could still teach Sunday school and still go soul winning. You might have to wheel me around. Might have to be in the halls of the nursing home, but I'm still going to do it. I was in, I was preaching in Illinois, Peoria, Illinois. Pastor had me go to the nursing home and he said, Brother Bush, you got to see this. He said, this, this is a man in my church. He's, he's in a nursing home now. He's 103 years old. He said, it's the best soul winner I've ever seen in my life. He said, you're going to think I'm crazy. He said, the guy's got dementia. He said, most of the time he recognizes me. He said, but there's one thing he hasn't forgotten. He's never forgotten how to go soul winning. Walked in. He looked at, at, at the preacher. He said, I think I'm supposed to know you. Who are you? He said, this is the pastor. He said, oh, yeah. About two minutes later, who are you? Lady come down the hall. He saw her. He said, by the way, he said, I just talked to her. She just got saved. He said, Brother Bush, you got to see this. He wheeled him out in the hall. and Somebody was coming up the hallway. He stopped that person, stood there. Or sat in his wheelchair, pulled his Bible out, won that person to Christ sitting in a wheelchair in the hallway. We wheeled him back in the room and he looked at the pastor and said, who are you? That man never forgot how to go soul winning. Now he may not have had it all up here, but he had enough up there. He said, I know people don't believe it. I said, I wouldn't have believed it had I not seen it. <laughs> I want to be that senile old guy that's still witnessing the people. Amen? I'm there. I saw that coming. I was getting ready to say it. Yeah. I got the senile part, not the old. Oh, wait a minute. It's okay. I'm the one that won him to Christ. He better hope I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Watch this. What better place? To see the greatness of God in this place. Remember it. Remember his goodness. And let's talk about it everywhere we go. Let's obey him. The more we obey it, the more we understand it. The more we understand it, the better it tastes. It's kind of like those chips. You can't eat just one. You got to keep getting more. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done. What a great God we serve. He's been mighty, mighty good to us. God's blessed us.